0: Good morning, City Church. Welcome to another episode of City Church Together. My name is Jacob, and today we are continuing our weekly council series by talking about the difference between aloneness and solitude. All of us, to varying degrees, have been feeling isolated and feeling disconnected from whether it's our family or our friends. But sometimes we enjoy the quiet, you know, looking at all you introverts out there we really enjoy that or not not we i'm not exactly an introvert but um (laughs) this intro is going great so but i think it's important for us as we are processing this sort of forced isolation the difference between aloneness and solitude so whitney what is kind of the distinction between aloneness and solitude
1: uh, yes, thank you, Jacob. Uh, and I am encouraged by your intro. Some of why I have been thinking about this topic is throughout uh, the shelter at home. I have thought about the different types of aloneness that we've all experienced. And as we're starting to open things back up and, and long for the moments where we can give friends hugs or um, deciding who and when we're going to have over for dinner, I, I thought about the idea that For probably a short amount of time, the feeling of aloneness uh, might be removed because we've longed for it for so long. But aloneness was present uh, before COVID-19, and it will remain afterwards. Uh, I heard a biblical counselor define aloneness in this way, and I think it's been so helpful for me. Um, Aloneness is uh, living out of a deficit, um, and so you can can see that in so many different types of relationships. Uh, more prominently, a single person feels the deficit of a spouse um, or a significant other. Um a a married person can feel the uh the deficit in having um a lack of intimacy with a spouse, depending on uh, marital conflict and and what might be happening. Um A a mother who yearns for a child is going to feel a deficit of not having a child if they're having difficulty, and that's a type of aloneness. Um, And and many times I've counseled uh, just individuals feeling the deficit of a good biblical friend. Um, And so in so many ways, aloneness is not um, for just a single person living at home alone. It is that idea of a deficit or disconnection Um, and intimacy. Um, And so hearing that, I've just thought more and more how all of that was exposed during this time. Um, We have had, you know, marital conflict come out more, um, just because a lack of friendship might have been exposed, and people have felt alone because their friends aren't able to carry that anymore, or work hasn't been able to carry it. Those who are living by themselves, um, have certainly been saying, see, this is why it would be great to be married for, you know, such a time as this. Um, and so I've been able to have a lot of conversations with people about the heart of, of that aloneness and that it's real. Um, and it's not something just to, um, you know, put a cliche over as if just, you know, let the Lord be enough. Um, and that's why I have also moved people towards this idea of solitude, um, because really the Lord is enough, but there is a process that gets you there. Um, it's that idea of acknowledging aloneness, acknowledging there's a deficit and moving towards solitude, which is an opportunity for the Lord to fill that deficit, for you to be one in union with Christ um, which is what relationships were intended to represent, is is the Trinity and, and God's relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Um, and so when there is a deficit in this broken world, um, it doesn't mean we don't fight for right friendship or fight for right relationship with our spouse, but we don't make it the ultimate. Um, I've noticed a pattern of when we, when we move towards making a relationship the ultimate fulfillment—that's um, when you know you have marriage counseling where spouses are pointing the finger at if just the other person would <laughs> fix themselves, then this would be a satisfying marriage or a single person. And I've been there. If you just—if I can just get married, I'd finally be fi- like feel fulfilled. Um, but if you move from from grieving and we've talked about it in lament, noticing a deficit and leading to praise, and there's a type of fulfillment that comes in that opportunity to to sit and acknowledge who God is, and then you start to even notice where there's deficits in other people's lives, um, which is the, the beautiful idea of aloneness can sometimes lead to consumption of people, but solitude can genuinely lead to to cultivating for other people.
0: It's so helpful to know that difference. So if we're experiencing that aloneness, and you know, whether it's bursts of it or just a consistent feeling of it, who is the one that's called to move toward other people?
1: Um, that is a, a very good question and and definitely one that's a bit more complex and um oftentimes comes from just spending time in conversation with with the Lord and conversation with friends. Um, some of what even as I talk about aloneness and solitude and um, this idea and some of what I've hesitated to even talk about it is is the the movement or the the action step is is going to come out of an overflow. And what I want to more talk about is not the right or wrong or what you should be doing or what you should be feeling, but just how to change perspective. Um, I am alone. There is a real deficit. God, where where is that deficit? And God, where are you calling me to move out of that deficit? Um, Trevor mentioned reading the book "Blessed, Broken, and Given," and in that book um the author is talking about how overwhelmed he even feels with with grief and and weariness and how he was on his way to, um, to speak at, at a funeral. And he was thinking, just, God, I don't have anything else to give. Like, I need someone to encourage me. And that is a, a theme I've heard during this time, is you have weary parents um, who are exhausted with trying to balance work and kids. But then you have weary singles who are tired of, of feeling so much emotion and longing. And so everyone is asking Um, in different ways, um, who's going to encourage me? Um, But as I was reading about solitude and aloneness and reading Blessed, Broken, and Given, um, I saw so much of just how a change in perspective doesn't at all minimize the deficit or the grief, Um, but it does allow us to see an opportunity for Christ to enter that deficit, us to see other people's deficits and to move towards that um, the author in in the book book, Bless Broken and Given uses the distinction between feeling drained versus feeling spent. Um, you know, oftentimes if if you're a parent or even, you know, I hear single people feeling uh, drained of babysitting or taking meals um, or filling roles that that other people can't fill. Um, and you feel drained because you feel taken from or you feel used or consumed. Um, but when you change the perspective from someone is taking something from me versus I'm going to give it to them, it, that that switch to choice just feels like an overflow of purpose and and an overflow of what Christ has already filled in us. Um, and I thought of just how that, that that change in perspective is present in aloneness versus solitude. Um, when you're in solitude, you're still alone. It's just that that loneliness isn't, isn't experienced as I am alone. Um, Psalm 139 um, is a good picture. of The fact that really there is never a point where we are alone if we are in Christ. Um, it says in verse 7, Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as a day for darkness is as light with you. Um, And that's a a chapter and a couple of verses that I meditate on a lot. Um, When you're in counseling, um, it does feel like darkness is, is overpowering sometimes, um, but just that reminder um, in whatever deficit someone is experiencing, that deficit is going to feel dark, but that is not dark to God. He sees um, you where you are at. He, he feels that pain with you. Um, he experienced it on the cross. He went before you. And so just that, that acknowledgement of the fact that someone sees you and someone feels with you, um, is an encouragement then to move towards other people and to see what their experience of deficit is and what their feelings are. Um, it does not again, remove the fact that that is a burden or, or a pain for you, but it allows you to partner with other people in that pain. So, you know, all in all, to answer your question, all of us in Christ are called to move towards one another. It might be at different paces. Um, we might be at different parts of the lament with our with our deficit and grief. But when we start to have moments of, I feel overwhelmed, who is there to encourage me? Um, the answer is in Psalm 139, the Lord is there. Um, and as you move towards other people in encouragement, you will be encouraged in that process too. Um so i would I would leave people today with two two points to consider one, where is your deficit? um where are you feeling alone at this time and two, where do you see deficits and aloneness in other people's lives that you can move towards in compassion and empathy?
0: Thank you, Whitney City church, we are longing to be back with you and as you are sorting through these feelings of Am I feeling aloneness? Am I feeling called to solitude? We are praying for you. We are praying that the Spirit of God would meet you and remind you that if you make your bed in Sheol and if you go to the heights, He is there. Whitney, will you close us in prayer?
1: Yes. Uh, God, thank you so much for the the people of City Church, God, that I can sit here and pray for them. Um, God, that wherever they are at, whatever deficit they are feeling, God, that I can ask you to meet them there today, that you can show them, God, that you are filling them up, God, that you see them, that you hear their cries, um, that you hear their longing, um, God, and you long to be united with them, you long to to make your presence known to them, and that, um, God, you bring peace with you, God, to so help people to, to ask themselves, where is the deficit they need you to meet them in? Um, God, what what are you calling them to grieve and cry out in? God, and how are you calling them to move towards others today? Um, whether that's through a text message, a phone call, a letter, dropping off a meal. Um, God, help pe- the people listening, God, to this podcast to see, um, God, deficits around them and for them to to bring you um, to them. God, I ask this in your son's name. Amen.